0: Welcome everybody to the Mind Sculptors podcast, your official source for all uh, cow folk related content.
1: No, we were free. We were free.
0: <laughs> I can't believe you just did that to me.
1: You started the podcast in just the most cursed way.
0: <laughs> Listen. Uh, if I'm going to be the champion of calling vehicles Buicks, I'm also going to be the champion of getting wizards to make cow folk. Does it have to be mini cow folk? They can just make one in. It, it's fine, but I just want.
1: If it, even if it has to be like an unset. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I would take it. it. You know?
0: I would take the take the dub. Um, oh, yeah. You know what? Another dub I would take. Uh, Speaking of Buicks, Mm. is if they made an un-vehicle that was was made some reference to a Buick Buick. or just was a Buick. Uh, Just
1: just The car is just just a Buick and it's just like like the one. Vanilla just says crew. Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) Would be amazing. Uh, Yeah. Welcome to the show. I am your host, uh, Callahan. forgot my name that thing you do often wow yeah that's a new one um yeah
1: yeah, yeah. and i am Morgan blurf i've forgotten my name as well <laughs>
0: <laughs> sounds like a name that like rick and morty cast would like yeah Morgan yeah
1: I, I genuinely feel like it's uh 90 of that show is like the random neuron firings and they just like yeah we should yeah, write this down is,
0: a lot of a lot of that show was justin roiland riffing uh, and now it's yeah, not well, just a we'll probably under
1: the,
0: um, yeah, amen. Which, uh, good on you, adults one when... Man, this set though. Um, today we're talking about <laughs> <laughs> that's the energy we're really yeah, that's the energy we're talking then. about. I, I mean, I don't want to like fuck around a whole lot because we have fucking thirty three yeah, cards, yeah, cards on our review list. Yeah and they're like this is every every now and again i feel like every two years we get a Cedh like a Mm -hmm. set that just the whole thing is just like here's a bunch of Cedh cards and uh we are on that year i guess so uh here's your set
1: yeah this one feels like this is like not necessarily the like here's a bunch of staples set but like here's a bunch of cards that like the tier two decks of the format will all get a yeah, little. Yeah, it, It's not like quite everyone's just going a little
0: crazy. Um, <clears throat> Yeah.
1: Oh, dear God. Is well, it not it is this?
0: very <laughs> much a like, Oh, Hey, there's some new archetypes that are going to come out of this. Hey, there's a new partner. Yeah. Hey, there's like, like new things like that that I think are really cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, and are welcome additions to the format. And I love seeing it. Um, so I, I think I just want to get right into it. Um, Speaking of the new partner, let's just go ahead and talk about it. It's Francisco Foul Marauder. It is a, a legendary creature bird pirate that costs a generic and a black is a zero one. It has flying. It can't block. And whenever one or more pirates you control deal combat damage to a player, Francisco explores. And of course, like I said at the top, it does have partners. So we have. Just like last year, we got uh, you know mm-hmm. the one rogue partner in the commander set with uh, Yoshimaru. Now we have Francisco, yeah, and about that. I love this. And uh, there's there's a lot of cool things to talk about with Francisco. So what are your what are your feelings on this card?
1: Yeah. Um, so uh, to to me, honestly, uh, <clears throat> this card is significantly nerfed by the fact that it does not have a single power. Uh, if this was a one one I would like this card a lot mm-hmm. um, but I'm already seeing I know uh, Zane who is the Rogsai famous uh, has already l- like started working on a Francisco mm-hmm. prom list uh, and I think the idea is literally just to have like this two drop commander that comes down and like turns on your guardianships and your spots and like all of that stuff and I think there's literally like two pirates yeah in the neck, I'm pretty sure um, <clears throat> but it, it is like a pretty decent Grixis pairing if you want that like You know, I'm not going all the way into my combinations where like, it's not
0: all the way It like makes up for the shortcomings of what Rogsai has, right? Like where instead of going full speed, yeah, you're kind of just, (coughs) yeah, you're like halfway halfway there and then you're like, all right, I have my other commander actually does something relevant and is a card draw engine to get me back into game.
1: Right, it's it's like it's not as explosive as Rogside, but also right. you have Crom, so like that's kind of nice, you know. Um, and it's definitely a better like midway option than like Vile Smash, or oh, percent or something like that, right? Um, so, uh, I think it's gonna be just like a role player. I don't think it's gonna be sexy yeah. at all. Like, I think it's just gonna like do exactly what it needs to do. Um, there's gonna be more pirate heavy versions of the deck, I feel like, but they're not like, uh, you know, they'll they'll also just be yeah. role players. I think.
0: I uh. I really like the when we get partners like this because I like yeah. seeing more role players pop up. Uh, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like for me, like playing Francisco Crom is a lot more appealing than playing Rograk because having mm-hmm. a partner mm-hmm. that I can. Yeah, <coughs> I like, and, and, like <laughs> yeah. even playing yeah. a more pirate heavy version of it where you're just mm-hmm. playing like a handful of the like one drop uh, like pirates or even shapeshifters, just to get a little extra value right. out of it, so you can feed your culling the ritual mm-hmm. and also feed your commander for a little bit of synergy. Like that, to me, is much more appealing, and I'm more okay with. Some of the comments, uh, from last week's video made a mm-hmm. really. I thought this was a really good uh point. Was uh, Grixis like Rogsai doesn't have bad cards; it has mid cards, and I was like. Mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. i can totally get behind that yes yeah, and yeah, yeah. i feel like francisco Krom, like having crom in my command zone makes me feel a lot more comfortable a lot better, playing yeah. mid cards um
1: yeah that's fair i think that's like a, a pretty soft yeah. take right like it's,
0: like it's uh
1: i mean like mox amber coming down under two drops is always good fierce guardianship reflecting swat and deadly rollick being available as early as turn one is like We've been seeing right. how it is with Rograk, and imagine having some card yeah. draw on it. Like It's obviously not Rograk, right? Like it will not increase the amount of opening hands that are like absolutely busto, right? But you can still play that turn one spring leaf drum and yeah. have that convert turn two right away, right? Like whatever, whatever stupid bad thing you need a body to do at all times, Francisco yeah. will do that. What,
0: what, and it feels like you're giving up that fr- a little bit of your front end speed yeah. for a little bit more maneuverability. And like it, like if oh, yeah. I were making a yeah. car comparison, it, like it really feels like you're changing, <laughs> like switching from a dragster to a car that like has like maybe like four wheel drive versus two wheel drive, right? Sure. Yeah. So yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, that's exactly yeah. It it like allows you to have a little more of that yeah. like pivot game plan, right? Like you're not doing the early game thing necessarily as well, but you're also definitely not. You're you're gaining a, a late game that is not just. I hope I have risk study.
0: <laughs> and I hope nobody respects the risk study, <laughs> right? Like you have. Um, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Francisco, I I'm really into it. I'm very excited. Wizards, please yep. keep printing partners see like this. I love getting more partners. Mm-hmm. Uh, I my yep. hot take has always been that once you made the mistake of making partners, the only way to fix partners isn't to ban them; it's to it's just good, print isn't. them into yeah. the ground, and you got to yeah. flood the market. And uh, I love seeing more partners, so uh, good job there. Next card on our list is Inti, Seneschal of the Sun. It's a legendary human knight that costs a generic into red and is a 2-2. It says whenever you attack, you may discard a card. When you do, put a plus one, plus one counter on target attacking creature. It gains trample until end of turn. Second ability is whenever you discard one or more cards, exile the top card of your library you may play that card until your next turn so this is pretty good uh mm-hmm.
1: yeah remember how we were talking about how good yeah. two drops are <laughs> and how having them down pretty yeah. early is pretty sick uh but like what nt lacks in colors <laughs> uh nt gains in uh, efficiency right um if you have a card like Containment Construct and combine that with Inti, it's like obviously really solid, right? Because the card you're discarding, uh, you are just getting back, right? Uh, Inti also allows you to just do like... So, I mean, first of all, the fact that it also enables itself on its front face is really nice, right? Because a lot of cards like this will will lack that uh, extra little right. bit of oomph to them, right? Um, anytime you Faithless Looting, you will be now drawing more cards, right? Anytime you are doing things with like wheels stuff like that a card we'll talk about later in this episode. Uh, you will be discarding and getting some value off of that right so. Um, the important part about this card I think worth mentioning is that it says one or more right so you want to discard in chunks mm-hmm. of one uh, a lot of the time and that is going to be important for for like going through and, and using this card the most effectively I, it kind of reminds me a little bit of. Um, a roof in a sense right it's like a very early cheap efficient version of a roof right there's definitely some downsides with the roof that this this makes up for and then some obviously lack of blue uh upsides that it lacks as well right so i think this could easily be like a deck that ends with a breach outlet it's just like it's such a efficient rate for a commander and also this card on a stick allows to open up like a lot of really nice scenarios with cards like goblin welder and goblin engineer and like anything like that that like cares about things in the graveyard Duretti stuff like that so there's a lot of like really nice artifact style synergies you can have in there and like having this in the command zone and then having uh, the redundancy of all of those enablers to like pull things out of the yard like we just talked about really can open up a lot of uh, yeah. interesting play
0: yeah it's for me a mono red deck like this personally i'm not like super into uh but i mean like it seems like if you're gonna do that, it's a fine enough card. and it also seems like a card that can fit in like reasonably well into the 99 of like a lot of different stuff
1: mm-hmm. that's that's the other thing too is like if your commander cares about discarding, saying blue, blue red, Grixis, like all of those things, like this starts to get very attractive. like I could see this easily being a card you play with like armix or yeah like that right
0: Yeah, this is a cool card. Um, also the art is just cool as hell. You're eating oatmeal?
1: Wait, this card is actually. Huh. Yes. I didn't realize how good this was with Sisse. Oh. Because they attack. You put a 1 1 counter on them for Agatha's Cauldron synergies. You oh increase Sisse's power on top of the fact that it itself is increasing Sisse's power. You could, Yo, this is um, stupid. If you Cisse. put this in Sisse.
0: You can have like a Fabro Elder in hand, discard it, put the plus one plus one on there. If you have mm-hmm. Cauldron out, to say now has the cauldron ability. Yeah. Um
1: Yeah, no, this is like actually kind of yeah. real in Sise. To, huh. to be fair. That's a, that's they call that a live podcast discovery. To be
0: everybody. fair, to <laughs> quote Cam from last week, uh the What's it called? The SSA lines don't make sense to anybody who doesn't play CSA. Um, So yeah. next card on our list is Malcolm, Alluring Scoundrel. It is a 2-1 mm-hmm. a Siren Pirate that costs a Colorless and a Blue. It has Flash flying. And whenever Malcolm deals combat damage to a player, A chorus counter on it draw a card then discard a card if there are four more chorus counters on Malcolm you may cast the discarded card without paying its mana cost so it was very funny because when this card was announced and people were talking about it they're like you're never gonna get the fourth ability you're never gonna get to recast it and it's like yeah It's card draw with upside, right? Like, imagine, like, this this is the thing that I think drives me nuts about it is because it's kind of like if you looked at Ledger Shredder and said, it's like Ledger Shredder with some upside, right? So, like, that's Mm -hmm. kind of how I evaluate this card. The big difference being, obviously, it doesn't get the plus one, plus one counters, it just gets a chorus counter, which is, like, fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, like, Mm -hmm. gives you a way so that you can potentially make up for that discard uh by casting it and it doesn't exile it from your graveyard either you just cast it so it's like not like your uh right of fl- or not right of flaming past in flames in a card
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah um i mean so like it, this reminds me a lot of the conversations that happened when like mike and 11 mm-hmm. came out right the stranger things duo when they were like oh well you're never going to get 11 cards with 11 It's like it's it's three color card draw stapled onto one right. of your two partners right like like this is exactly the that same conversation of like yeah, yeah. you probably won't get to the payoff if you do sick right? yeah, <laughs> like, like you're probably casting like it, a It's like if you, you ones, evaluated right? like Tevish
0: the- by only looking at its ultimate right and you were like oh well, you're yeah, never yeah, gonna right. get there and it's like okay sure nope. but the rest of the <laughs> card is still good like yeah 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 okay. so
1: um no i think this card's awesome um I'm moving towards a place in my CDH career, given the current metagame where I think just the, the keyword flash yes. is goaded, just like uh, of all time. I, I would hate this card a lot more if it had uh, did yeah. not have flash. Um, but the idea that you can do the fairy mastermind Orkish Bow masters thing and just be like, all oh, right, I could hold up a counterspell. I could hold a Malcolm. Who knows? What, what could I possibly have right now? And your opponents are like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I think it's sick. And also like evasive yep. looter uh very good, is, Timna good right we have Timna in the format right like it's it's yeah it's it's crazy, uh it's also like not to mention the right. pirate synergies right the like Malcolm is good in Malcolm, <laughs> which I think is the funniest wow whole thing um <laughs> yeah, um, but it's like genuinely uh just just got so many things mm-hmm. going for it, not like even before we get to the part where like it being a pirate is actually a relevant yep. line of text
0: yeah no i'm I'm very, very into this card. And I think it's probably one of the two drops mm-hmm. that I like when I, when I look at, cause we're we're now at this point where we have like a lot of not quite Bob's, if that makes sense, that are like these two drop mm-hmm. Bob esque cards yeah. where Robert, yeah, where yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's like you're dark playing dark confident, but confident, but like, all these different ways of playing dark confidant. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so I overall, I really like this card, and think it should see play. I am a little concerned about mm-hmm. the bowmasters uh, stuff with it being a two one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that yeah, I mean <laughs> yeah I any anytime I see a two one or a X really just an x one, I mm-hmm. my heart just kind of goes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it just is what it is, yeah. right? So, uh, yeah. next card on our list is the Ancient One. It is an 8-8 spirit god creature that costs a blue and a black. And it has two.
1: An 8-8 for yeah. two?
0: What? Um, it has Descend 8. Uh, the Ancient One can't attack or block unless there are eight or more permanent cards in your graveyard. And then the second ability costs two generic and a blue black to activate. And it says, draw a card, then discard a card. When you discard a card this way, target player mills cards equal to its mana value. Uh, So we were talking about this a little bit. And hey, guys, check it out. It's another set. It's another blue black scepter outlet. Holy crap. (laughs) Woo.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's really it is what it is right um it's a really interesting one i think right i uh i do like the idea that like as the game progresses it does become a real clock mm-hmm. right <laughs> um and there is like some like weird world where you like turn it into a manual yeah. mill thing but i don't think that happens a lot uh 90 percent of the time you're playing thoracle you're playing console you're playing uh Ice crown scepter and you attempt to make and
0: new draw cards and it's it, it's and it's another yep. blue black scepter outlet because we were at yep. we, we did not have any of those before. This is the first one. I know. I know. We really don't before, have any other options, <laughs> but this is a good one to add to <laughs> that. Like, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what's a what, what what's the word for it? That like pantheon of cards since it's a God, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, but Yeah. The ancient one. It's cool. Uh, I like this more than Tox Roll. Fucking hate that deck. Tox Roll is, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to do this. Uh, hey, if you play Tox Roll, grow up. Yep. Jesus <laughs> uh, <laughs> <the price> <laughs> Christ. Listen, I said it last week to Rog's high players. Grow up and play Tim Necrom. Uh, You know, mm-hmm. If, mm-hmm. if you're going to play, if you're going to play, hawks roll just grow up and play tivet uh that's what i have for you (laughs) uh
1: also worth worth mentioning that ancient one um is two mana right so like it coming down turning on mox 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 amber Fierce guardianship uh deadly roll yeah like
0: there are a lot of good advantages to playing this as your commander um Mm -hmm. and it's like a lot better than like lazov which is the like other two mana um
1: I mean, Vohar is the other one. Yeah, Vohar also does (laughs)
0: that too. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Mm -hmm. Next card on our list is really exciting. It's Kutzil Mm -hmm. Malamet Exemplar. It is a 3 3 legendary cat warrior that costs a generic, a green, and a white. And it says your opponents can't cast spells during your turn. And whenever one, one or more creatures you control, each with power greater than its base power, deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. So it's like a lot of things. Uh so mm-hmm. so hey, look, we got another another Grand Abolisher effect, boys and girls.
1: Yeah. But don't worry, Cal. It has. Upside. Yeah,
0: that's, <laughs> that was exactly what I wanted from Grand Abolisher Was it needed upside? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know what? And you know what? It also needed to be a warrior. And so, mm-hmm. with that being said,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. No, 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 don't do it, Cal.
0: It's time for your favorite game show. Is this? Ah, Najila Card. This week's contestant hailing from the state of Massachusetts. It is Mm -hmm. your boy. (laughs) I guess you're from Pennsylvania. Originally from Beantown. It's our good friend Ian. Ian Mm Kutzel Malamet exemplar is a new warrior that is also a grand abolisher. So Mm -hmm. I ask you. Is this a Najila card? I think for like the second time
1: ever on this show, actually <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think Sam, it was the first one, uh, and this is this is also the second one for sure. I mean, it, like it's a Grand Abolisher yeah. on a Warrior. It's so good. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Um, hey, I what already, if like, grand <laughs> <abolished> your Grand Abolisher added to your
0: Najila account? <laughs>
1: yeah yeah like i was like huh has memo posted about this card yeah he has great yeah. well, it's an oh, card. oh like, does <laughs>
0: it also just have some passive upside of like potentially drawing you cards oh cool 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 mm-hmm. um yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah i i believe pongo and memo both uh probably fainted when they read this card uh <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah um also very much yeah. a sisa card um a grand abolisher
0: that adds two to this is is like, I mean, honestly, good. It, it feels <laughs> like it is a card that goes in pretty much every green, white deck. Hmm. I don't know, but yes. But well, good. well, okay. My um, argument is if you are, l- l- let me put one small asterisk next to that. It is <laughs> a card that every green, white deck that already wanted to play grand abolisher should just also play
1: I can okay. get behind that.
0: Uh, that, that that's not as catchy as saying every green white deck should yeah. play so thank yeah, you yeah. for making my my <laughs> really catchy poppy you know good to sit. it's easy to sell yeah. you know that like that like I, I had an airport yeah, yeah, yeah. book there and you were like no man yeah context Nuance.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 Here, here. Let's play a little game show I like to call Ian is <laughs>
0: pedantic. <laughs> this week's contestant. Uh no. Uh yeah, this is a super, super exciting get in uh the format. And yeah, I mean also can we just take a moment to address the fact that it's a fucking uncommon like that like that's how good. Yeah cards are getting now.
1: i, I have opened multiple yeah. copies of this card for sure <laughs> uh
0: next card on our list is tetson gnome champion it is a 2-2 legendary artifact creature gnome that costs blue red and white and it says whenever tetson or another double-faced artifact enters the battlefield under your control mill three cards if you put an artifact card from among them into your hand or if you you may put an artifact card from among them into your hand and it also has the activated ability craft with six artifacts for so what that means is you pay four generic mana exile this artifact and then you exile the six from among other permanents you control and or cards from your graveyard and return this card transformed under its owner's control. Um, mm-hmm. Which is super wordy, but effectively the easiest way of understanding this is that you exile this and six other permanents, either from your graveyard or, you know, your uh, that you control. And you pay four mana and you flip the card. That is is the gist. Uh, The backside of it is the Golden Gear Colossus. It is a 6-6 gnome that is also a legendary artifact creature. It has vigilance and trample. Mm -hmm. And it says, whenever the Golden Gear Colossus enters the battlefield or attacks, transform up to one other target, double-faced artifact you control. Create two one one colorless gnome artifact creature tokens. Mm-hmm. oh my goodness they keep figuring out ways to put as much text as humanly possible yeah, this on is magic a
1: card for sure um yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> so like here's the, let's, yeah, let's yeah. do the breakdown of like why this card is in our our, our yeah. frame of reference so like one side out right so you have uh, baron the excavation card you have cloudstone curio you have lord Drakus, right like all of those ways mm-hmm. to dockside combo this card um <clears throat> because you can basically mill put all your artifacts in your hand uh and then depending on what what sort of flavor of the month is your dockside outlet you can get a walking ballista you can get a aetherflux reservoir i don't know whatever, whatever tickles whatever you your fancy uh yeah whatever tickles your your uh thing. and the Other side of it is like it's just guy, you can play Breach, you can do all that stuff. Um, it's like relatively cheap, right? Um, and the important part is that it itself is filling the graveyard, right? And and craft can take things out of the graveyard, so you don't need stuff on the battlefield, right? Uh, so you can have like I don't know, you say you played a a mox amber or a mox opal or a chrome mox to like get this guy out, right? That's you know, it itself is uh. you know one artifact uh, doesn't count towards the six right but like you can get that on pretty yeah. easily and and say you've done a lot of self-milling because you're already a breach deck and you're playing Malcolm and you're playing Ledger Shredder and you're you you just you've done all the self-milling and there's a bunch of artifacts in your graveyard very easy to actually flip this thing if you build it the personally
0: deck. makes like, me um, like the way you're describing it think of modern yeah. just sky breach as like the the, the prototypical yeah, 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 yeah. way of what you would do with this
1: absolutely like grinding station yep. loops emery like all all that garbage and then like the other part of it is like I, so I, I have a scryfall search right now of like all the double-sided just guy cards right um and some of them are big dookie and other ones are like not that bad obviously like uh, it doesn't need to be a these... double-faced artifact yes right so that the double-faced artifacts i have a bunch of those um some of them are like transformers cards that are kind of mid um, there's definitely a lot of crafting stuff from oh, no. this set specifically guys uh, that it's, it
0: it, uh, it, it, it's come back. Oh no. The, the red transformer what? that everybody, yeah. It's, like, it's a sli- slicer
1: deck. is <laughs> slicer in the 99. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's like some, some artifacts with like really interesting upsides. Like Azor's gateway is already a looter on a, on a, a thing that's like, kind of worth playing, right? And then on the back side, it, it's a land that taps for mana equal to your life total, you know? Uh, well, well, well a little fun things like that. So, like, not all of them are great. Uh, not all of them are even good, but uh, some of them are okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's okay.
0: Yeah, there's... It, it's pretty neat. I, I mean, I like that there is a... Uh, what's it called? Like, a commander that like actively helps push you towards doing the um the like breach like just sky breach which i think is really cool so like that is one of the yeah. things that i really like about it um
1: like as i said it's it's not yeah. it's not broken right it's 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 not like the the next insane deck in CEDH. but like you get your guardianships you get your deflecting swats you get a decent amount of breach filling, you have an infinite amount of outlet in a sense in the command zone, right? Or at least an infinite
0: ETB right. outlet,
1: right? So like it, it, there are many ways in this, in which this could be a lot right. right? Also any flicker effects with this card like are kind of interesting because it just gets you a lot of artifact value, yeah. right?
0: <clears throat> uh The next card on our list, Ooh. oh, I'm trying to make sure I say it right. O'Hare Ashenil is how you say it. O'Hare Ashenil deepest might is a four-four legendary god that costs two generic and two red. It has trample, and it says if a red source you control would deal an amount of non-combat damage less than uh, O'Hare Ashtoniel, uh is how. Power to an opponent, that source deals damage equal to O'Hare Ashtonel's power instead. When O'Hare Ashtonel dies, return it to the battlefield tapped and transformed under its owner's control. In the backside of it is a land and it's Temple of Power. It has, it can tap for one red and also has an activated ability that costs two generic and a red and you tap it and it says transform temple of power activate only if a red source you controlled dealed for dealt four or more non-combat damage this turn and only as a sorcerer. Um, so that's, this is a very cool card. Uh, I apologize for, uh, taking a moment <laughs> there, but I, I did, this is one of those like sets that I do want to make sure that I like pronouncing yeah. things correctly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is a very cool card. This was one you talked about like a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are your thoughts on Oh here? Burn and
1: burning CDH. Let's go baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: so I've, I've made a
1: prototype deck already for this list. Um, pull that up. Uh, Ash well, we'll talk- Excuse me. Ashtonel. Okay. Um pulling up while we're talking about it. Just so the idea is like, You play a few stacks pieces, uh, but mostly your stacks is burn and burn is your stacks and death is death is inevitable. Uh, (laughs) But like this is the conversion rate on this card of like what would normally become like coming out of a card to what it is now is like sick, right? So not to only mention there are ways to like really like get somebody with this card. So this (coughs) cards like downhill charge, which are like gives a creature plus X plus O uh, where x is the amount of mountains you control and you can like sack a mountain to cast free mm-hmm. right so like you know so for example say uh your opponent's like okay i'm going to crack three treasures with oxide right and you have your commander out and you have a sardine avenger which normally would do one damage to your opponent right you'd be like all right cool i have four mountains here i'm gonna sack one make uh o'hara's power seven <laughs> right uh for free and then the sardine adventure trigger is going to happen. And OK, so now you're taking you've cracked three treasures. You take twenty one damage like. Like stuff like that, and it like also without the the like cute stuff of like uh, downhill charge that I just talked about, that is still uh, twelve damage from cracking three treasures with oxide. Um If you talk about cards like mana barbs or burning earth, right? Like every time you tap a land, you take one damage with your commander. Every time you t- tap a land, you take four damage, um, right? That's. That limits the amount of things your opponents can do by a significant amount. Uh, you have cards like uh, Pyrostatic Pillar, whenever an opponent plays a spell, and by value 3 or less, deals 2 damage to them, boom, 4 damage, starts to get out of hand very quickly, right? Um, you have cards like Rampaging Ferocidon, whenever a creature enters the battlefield, deals 1 damage to that creature's controller, boom, dealing 4. Uh, you have cards like Spear Fury does 1 damage to every player. Uh, you know, you can hear how all of these things start to- Eidolon the of the Great that. Revel. Yeah, Idol on the Great Rebel, classic option. Um, even a card like Flame Jab is just like one red deal four damage with retrace, right? Like that, is, that does start to just be like, okay, cool. I've, I've, I'm have i flooding a little bit, like I'm just going to deal you 12, right? Like right. that is absolutely an option for sure. So yeah, this, this deck definitely has a lot of upside. Um, so pack the your Monastery,
0: Swift Spheres, pack your Goblin Guides. No, no, <laughs>
1: those don't do anything with this commander. Uh, but the other stuff, like the actual stack, the actual things that like ping your opponents and deal non combat damage, uh those are those are the real deal. And they yeah. will actually like really add up with the deck. Not only mentioning that, but like you get to play Grafter's Cage and blood stuff. So like you get to stop your opponents doing the really broken stuff and then just like absolutely dead them, like for sure.
0: <laughs> it's super, super cool. I really am excited to see where uh this goes. I know you're gonna be building it and uh yeah red burn baby
1: yeah i, I hope it when works out
0: burn them out
1: yeah yeah I, i've I wanted a burn strategy out, to work but... in this in this uh format for quite some time and i feel like this is uh this and like soulfim printed in the phyrexia set are like the two cards that like get us closest to that and i'm, I'm very much hoping that uh this this will be able to get there for sure
0: yeah Well, last of the legendary creatures we have on our list is Galta Stampede Tyrant. It is a 1212 Elder Dinosaur that costs five generic and three green, and it has trample and says whenever Galta Stampede Tyrant enters the battlefield, put any number of creature cards from your hand onto the battlefield. Uh, wee woo wee woo wee woo. Hey, we got a combo card. Wee woo wee woo wee woo. Uh, this is uh. Okay. So so this card we were talking about this a little bit pre-show mm-hmm. is a card that is making me want to reevaluate and go back to like the rector fit. Uh, specifically playing this in the slot of omniscience because of the fact that what this gives you is that ability to, it, it fills the same void that omniscience mm. did where you would go get omniscience so that you could cast your Hulk if you needed to, if it was like, you know, stranded in your hand. Yeah. Um, but also it just like lets you, Oh, I have Hulk and Viscera seer in my hand. That's nice. Neat. Uh, I'm just yeah. going to put that down and, like, this, to me, I think, puts a lot of life into Hulk archetypes. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it, and, like, specifically Hulk, but uh, as you mentioned, we were talking about pre-show, and I'm a really big fan of, like, trying to make sneak attack a thing in CEDH, um, and hopefully they're like, reprint legend that, like, helps with that game plan a little bit. They have yet to do so. Um, right. But <clears throat> I think this card is, is one of uh, many many reasons to like start looking into that strategy a little bit more. Uh yeah. you know, just being able to be like, all right, you know, one red, put everything else in my hand onto the field is pretty sick. Uh this also doesn't have the if you would cast it restriction that they've been putting on a lot of cards, like we were talking about pre-show. And and you know, reanimating this is real, like uh flickering it in, natural ordering it, whatever. Like things bring it into the field easily.
0: It's very funny because like it like this I, I was seeing this the other day, but this set very much feels like fire design to me. Like Mm. uh, when I look at how like top to bottom, how powerful it is, like it is very like absolutely the strongest that we've had since they stopped doing fire design. Mm. And uh, this is probably in my mind, like the prototypical Mm. card for that uh, because it's just like on its face. Here is a broken card.
1: Yeah, I mean, people want big dinosaurs, right? Like they're gonna make big dinosaurs do good things. <laughs> I think yeah. is kind of the idea, right? Uh, I like, and, and I think once again, there's a lot of role players in this. I don't think anything is like inherently like right. Uh, yeah, I agree. Path, right, um, which I appreciate that they can do fire design without making it about. <laughs> yeah,
0: it, it it feels like uh, <laughs> this is something we've said for several sets in a row, but it really feels like set to, like the card design team is like on a fucking roll right now mm-hmm. uh, because it feels like it's just been like banger after banger mm-hmm. after banger. And yep. like every set has just been like, Hey, this is a really well designed set mm-hmm. and doesn't go crazy and adds a lot of good depth and nuance to the format. And yeah, I love seeing. it.
1: Yeah. Damn.
0: Next card on our list. We're moving out uh, over to the non legendary creatures. And first card on our list uh it we're we're not quite there yet but uh charismatic conqueror Wait, what it is a 2-2 vampire oh, soldier man, you're-
1: <laughs> moxfield has it listed in the different directions I'm, of the artifacts were next
0: i know it puts it, it has artifacts next but i know the order is creatures before everything else uh, uh so the next card on our list is Charismatic Conquer, which is a two-two vampire soldier that costs a generic and a white. It has vigilance and says whenever an artifact or creature enters the battlefield untapped and under an opponent's control, they may tap that permanent. If they don't, you create a one-one white vampire creature token with lifeline. This card on its face, seems like like i feel like a lot of people are going to look at it and be like "Mm." but actually it's quite good
1: this card is quite good yeah so here's the the thing i've talked a lot about this card people um like Mm -hmm. a lot and the idea is and this is the big thing with this card is like if you can convert one one bodies to winning the game with an exceptional rate uh you know i think the worst example of this is like timna right like a bunch of one ones will allow you to Swing in, draw cards off to him, now like gain back some of the life you lose, my advantage, that kind of stuff, right? That is my worst case scenario for this card, right? My I mean, the, the
0: tokens also have life link too. Like, well, that's what I'm saying, gain life back, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, so, and then the best case scenario with this is a deck like Winota, where this is just a blind obedience because <laughs> they yeah. will never let you have uh, the one ones, and if they do let you have the one ones, they're going to try and win, and if they get stopped, they've just conceded the game to you, right? So, yeah. like either
0: way, <laughs> this yeah, card that's is very. That's kind of one of the things I like about this is it's like in the winotas and in the timnas, this is a blind obedience, right? It's a blind obedience that has like a permission thing stapled onto it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I like that this set has kind of given us a critical mass of blind obedience like effects. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And giving your opponents the choice is never the best option, right? Like I, I, it would be amazing if you could choose this, right? Uh, And given your opponents having the choice, they will always make the best option for them. And that will most likely have the potential of leading towards them winning the game. Right. Right. Um, but that being said, like I you stick this early in certain decks, once again, that really care about bodies and like actually care about combat. So Jetmere, Winoda, Timna, like all of those decks are going to slam this card into it. Mm-hmm. Um I, I don't know about Timna, like some Timna strategies will, though, I think. And uh in the decks where your opponents I think like
0: a Timna Malcolm or a Thras Timna, yeah, yeah. like those types of decks yes yeah so
1: in, in those style strategies I can definitely see conqueror uh becoming very relevant
0: mm-hmm. yeah i I like it a lot I'm very into it uh speaking of more uh, of a a what it was a critical mass of blind uh, obedience yeah. effects uh our next card is dauntless dismantler it is a one four human artificer that costs a generic and a white mm-hmm. and says artifacts your opponents control enter the battlefield tapped And it also says uh, has an activated ability that costs XX and a white and you sacrifice Dauntless Dismantler, destroy each artifact with mana value X. So it's like blind obedience meets what's the what's the ape that has that ability? Um,
1: Oh, uh, Gorilla Shaman.
0: Yeah. Gorilla Shaman.
1: But it's like. like it's like better than Gorilla Sham. It's like Meltdown. 100%. Not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this card's insane. Like, this, uh, like, actually insane. This, this is,
0: uh, uh, this is like, uh, what's it called? Uh, Dranith Magistrate level good.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like, actually. Uh, like, so the 1-4 body, very big. Uh, and, and, like, one of the biggest downsides with the card, like, Blinding evenings is, like, sometimes you end up in these scenarios where, you know, your opponents like jam a bunch of their dock sides and stuff. And then it goes back to your turn and you're like, oh, I still don't have a way to answer this treasures. Right. And maybe my opponents are playing greedy, like whatever the case is. Right. And with this card, you have the option of being like, OK, well, I'm just going to hold up one white. And if if you go to their upkeep and it looks like they're about to or or the end step before their turn, it looks like they're going to untap with six treasures, even though they all came in tapped, You can still just be like, all right, great one white destroy all the zero Boom. mana rocks in this field like at, completely right which is huge um yep it, yeah this card is very very powerful um and also like that like your opponents can like point a piece of target removal at it to like make treasures and stuff come and tap and you're like sure uh untapped I mean and you can be like okay yeah like great if you're gonna try and go for a doxide win here I'm just gonna nuke all the artifacts on the battlefield and yep. you know, <laughs> that are that are gonna add friend. to your dock mm-hmm. yeah exactly like good luck with that <laughs> So yeah, this card is uh, sick. One four body once again for two mana, it's like It's a human also, which is
0: yeah. Like, I mean it's it's like the it's the same very, thing. With, yeah. Like the reason I compare it to Jirana is the body, because mm-hmm. the the thing that like like Charismatic Conqueror doesn't have that this has is Charismatic Conqueror is a two two, and like this being a one four, and like this is one of the things that I I just wish I could explain to people is having. Yep. And I think people generally get it, but being a one four means that it just gets through everything. It beats a yeah. braid. It beats most removal spells mm-hmm. that deal damage. Yeah. yeah, so it's like it blocks a Timna. It blocks it a Gila comfortably, mm-hmm. which Drannith can't even say. So yeah. it's like this is really good. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. Very big fan of this. This is a staple. Play this in all your decks. Of, yeah. uh, like just. Listen, Blight Obedience was already a card that we were saying Mm -hmm. should be in every white deck you're playing. Yep. This is above that. Mm -hmm. So. uh, Noted. Next card Mm -hmm. on our list. Do you want to do you want to do it? No, that's what I'm saying.
1: I really lost momentum for it. Okay, okay.
0: Uh, Next card on our list is one of the Jurassic Park cards. It is hunting Velociraptor. (laughs) 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 Uh, It is a 3-2 dinosaur that costs two generic and a red. And it has first strike and says dinosaur spells you cast have prowl, two generic and a red. And what that is, is you may cast a spell for prowl cost. If you dealt combat damage to a player this turn with a creature with any of its creature types,
1: okay. Very easy to, to like digest here. Uh, this card goes in seven mana atali. You swing in with this, and seven mana atali costs three mana. And it's very, very good. Yep. <laughs> you can get this down very easily on turn one. It's very good for that deck. That's really all it is. Uh, here for, I guess, like if you ever are playing Gishath CDH or Zakama CDH, sure, that works too. Wait a minute, that's actually pretty cool. <laughs> Wait a minute, Zakama with this card is also pretty cool. I Wait just thought about that. It's
0: like a second food chain almost.
1: Yeah. Okay, that part's kind of sick.
0: Hey, remember All that part I- earlier when you were seeing realizations in real time on this podcast? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, here's more.
1: <laughs> I, I do really like that. This set is just like dinosaur. Yay! <laughs>
0: like yeah. <laughs> I, I i really really love this set so much yeah um yeah really cool is the comma and itali Sick. next card on the list is kite sail larcenist it's a two three a human pirate that costs two generic in a white or in a blue uh no not sure why i said white uh it has flying and ward one and it says when kitesail Larsenus enters the battlefield for each player choose up to one other target artifact or creature that player controls for as long as it remains on the battlefield, the chosen permanents become treasure artifacts with sack this artifact. And they become charged. Uh, yeah. So new good pirates. Good thing. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so like, Oh,
1: it says up to as well. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that part. Yeah, it's silly. Like, at some point, this is literally just like three mana, nuke three things on the, on the board. Like, it's a grasp of fate on a creature. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So.
0: With evasion. It's really
1: hilarious too. It can also hit commanders. Which is pretty cool. hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes them sack them, but like. Darn. I don't know. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. This is three removal
1: spells stapled onto a two power evasive body, uh,
0: that yep. also has ward, which is as, as we, we know, it. ward is annoying,
1: and uh, has two relevant creature types as we talked about being human and pirate.
0: Is <laughs> a good card. More pirates. You are. Uh, next card on our list is Scythe Claw Raptor.
1: Well, it's not a dress park card. This is an excellent card.
0: Okay. It's a four three. <laughs> that costs two generic and a red.
1: Uh-huh. What does it do?
0: <laughs> it says whenever a player casts a spell, if it's not their turn, yeah. it deals four damage to them.
1: Yeah, pretty cool.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good card i don't know uh, <laughs> yeah this card's um, really hot i like this
1: yeah no i think it's just generally like like if 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 any sort of aggressively slanted red decks are like starting to come out of the format and it doesn't even need to be like a, a strict burn style deck yeah at this point right like this one is just a a very restrictive piece and like that Four damage adds up, right? Like, if anyone's been playing against Talion lately and, and locked under a Blood Ascension, you know how quickly that stuff starts to yeah. count. Uh, so, you know, suddenly every counter spell fight is just like, well, I had 12 life more at the start of this. So that's cool. Uh, <laughs> right. Um, and, like, in some ways, this is this might be the loosest statement I make here, but like, in some ways, it is like a grand abolisher at a certain point, right? Because yeah, I mean, people gotta look at their like, life totals, right? Like, yeah, right. D- depending on your life totals, uh, and also like 3 mana four-three body on top of all that also helps to add to the pressure on the life totals for sure. So uh, I love what they're doing with red in this set. I think it is like the best thing to happen to red in a really long time, and I'm yeah. very very happy about it because uh, I, I I'm a red player at heart for sure.
0: <laughs> really, Ian? I, I did <clears throat> not know this. This is new information. <laughs> yeah i i like this card a lot i'm really into it uh Mm. yeah next card on the list Mm. Tashana's tidebender is a 3-2 merfolk wizard that costs two generic and a blue it has flash and says whenever it enters the battlefield counter up to one target activated or triggered ability if an ability of an artifact creature or planeswalker is countered this way that permanent loses all abilities for as long as Tide Tidebender remains on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. So, this is a card that a lot of people went you poo poo pee pee, and you did not.
1: <laughs> you can't expect me to follow that up.
0: <laughs> Are you kidding me? You you give me some of the some of that shit too. Come on. <laughs> Come on now.
1: <laughs> uh yeah, so I like I think the Tide Binder is actually really solid. Um I think there has been like a lot of what I would call like loose comparisons to existing effects, right? So like some people were saying it's pithing needle, uh pithing needle doesn't stop dockside, pithing needle does not stop oracle Uh some people were saying that it's like a torpor orb, but Torporbs don't normally have uh flash with the exception of Hushwing Griff and are not one sided. Mm-hmm. Um This card is really solid. It's hard to interact with because of the fact that it's a creature. Um, I think if your strategy revolves around the ability flash, then this card is actually pretty good. Um, I don't even think that necessarily needs to be the case, but I think like blue decks should look at this card very seriously. I think it's very powerful. Um, That's really all I have to say about it in in any sort of. I mean, here's here's what I
0: I want to to tell people, (laughs) right? Is think about okay? So we what two of the boogeymen of the format right now Mm -hmm. are Tivit and Kitten, Mm -hmm. right? What do they both have Mm -hmm. that this doesn't even need to target the kid? Like so, a a really Mm -hmm. good example of this right is one of the things that's really tough about Tivit is it has ward ward mm-hmm. what is it three or three yep. uh this doesn't care about that it's yeah, just like hey i'm gonna tra- target i'm gonna uh counter that uh tivet trigger and yep. oh no now your tivet is just it's a uh, big six six mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's it
1: you know what it also counters that i literally have not heard a single person talk about Timna.
0: yeah it literally Ten comes problem. down
1: shuts down the Timna trigger and says that Timna has no more text until this thing dies. Yep. I feel like it is mind boggling to me. These comparisons that people are making because it does not compare to anything else that exists in the format. Yep. Like there's literally nothing that exists like this.
0: Yeah, it uh, is. It is yeah. not ju- like people are looking at the counters, the art activated ability part yeah. and only that. And that yeah. is not the the relevant piece like it's mm-hmm. it's part of that but the yes. real thing here is that you're countering like think about uh, think about the other boogeyman right of like winota winota goes mm-hmm. to attacks trigger cool yep. uh in response to shauna's tidebender
1: yeah
0: oh no now it's gone yeah.
1: a useless piece of text port right like that is well until tidebender goes on. but like that, that's I just feel like this card is just not being talked about, and it's driving me crazy. <laughs> I mean, it
0: it even shuts down like bowmasters, right? Yeah. Oh, you're you're gonna try and bowmasters my thing? What if I counter that and now it just is a one-one? Yep,
1: yep. just a one-one.
0: Like it, it 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 does so much. I think the ability that it strips the all abilities of the card. Mm-hmm. I think people are vastly undervaluing. Mm-hmm. And it also does this to like artifacts too and mm-hmm. uh, planeswalkers. So if there's like somebody has one, uh, you know, an oko out, and they're going to elk something. Hey, guess what? Mm-hmm. Now that uh, oko does noko. Mm-hmm. I really tried on that one. Uh, yeah.
1: No, that was good. I like that. I like that.
0: Now it's broco. Um, That Mm -hmm. one worked. Mm -hmm. That that one's better. Now your Oko is Broko. Uh, (laughs) uh, But like, it's one of those things where I understand if you're evaluating it simply on the activated and triggered Mm -hmm. ability side of it. I agree on all of those points. However, Mm -hmm. it's not just that. If it was only a counters trigger abilities thing, totally on the same page. This card is. Wouldn't be very good when it strips a card of its abilities. Mm -hmm. That is when I go. Okay, this is a lot better than I think. Yeah, Uh, exactly. Like, I mean, for how long have people been trying to get humility to work in this goddamn format? Right. Mm -hmm. There's a reason. Mm -hmm. Very strong. Yes. I I don't know what else to say. Like, it's
1: yeah. I just I just feel like the evaluation of this card has been like so off. It's crazy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's. This is a this is a good card, people. Um, I, I it is not, you know, format altering, but no, it, it certainly calling. is a good new blue card and worth your attention. Mm-hmm. Next card on our list is Hulking Raptor. It is a two generic and two green five three dinosaur with ward two, and it says at the beginning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right i had to get one more done i i knew i put you in a false sense of security with the last one <laughs> uh so it says a ward tune at the beginning of your pre-combat main phase you can add two green <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh
1: yeah it's i don't know four mana To have, uh, you know, a consistent mana battery on a five power creature every turn is like. Yeah, it's pretty solid. I don't know. Like it's yeah, they were like, hey, let's let's take Hedron Archive color, specify it and make it a five three.
0: (laughs) Hey, mono green players, Mm -hmm. check it out.
1: This is the most like stompy green card of all time, yep. right? Like it's like it's like that in the the three mana five four elf. You know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. standard. Yeah, like this is just this is the the stompiest of all stompy green cards. And I think it's just I mean genuinely, it's like a, a solidly stated card. And the fact that it gives you two mana every turn, is like, bad at
0: all. Yeah, really really hot. Uh, another hot four drop. Speaking of Hedron Archive, give me them give me them hot drops. Car- card a uh, card that looks a lot like Hadron Archive is mm-hmm. Roaming Throne. It is a 4-4 Golem that uh, costs 4 generic mana, has Ward 2. Really really laying on the Ward this set. Uh, mm-hmm. As Roaming Throne enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. Roaming Throne is the chosen type in addition to its other types. If a triggered ability of another creature you control of the chosen type triggers, it triggers an additional time. So, like, Obviously, uh, Magda card MVP, right? Like,
1: yes. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. And Magda. Um, this card's crazy. Magda is very good in Winota. Uh, it's really good with, oh, I don't know, dinosaurs. Or is is this three. a
0: Najila card?
1: Huh. <laughs> I don't think you want a doubler for Najila at four mana.
0: But what if you did? Hey, it's time for your favorite game show. (laughs) (laughs) Make me laugh so hard I sneeze. (laughs) No, I mean, Um, this is like if you're playing a creature centric deck, like I think this is super solid. Like I think you could make an argument to play this in Malcolm decks and stuff like that. Like anything that is reliant on a specific creature type. Mm -hmm. I think it's worth exploring. Uh, yeah. I don't know that it, like, like you said, I don't know that it goes in Gila but yeah, perhaps like I, I could look at this and make an argument that maybe it is worthy of being in like that four drop slot because of the fact that it's just like, it speeds you up considerably.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think this card is, um, quite powerful. Uh, in the right shells, right? I think it's really good for lower color decks, so like Itali, I love this card, right? That's mm-hmm. Panharmonicon with upside. <laughs> yeah. Uh Yeah, like it's uh, yeah, there's there's so many shells that like it just adds a little bit of funk too, and that's yeah. okay. Like we need we need a card like this. It's really good at benefiting you for sticking to a game plan, and that's what this yep. deck is doing, right? So, I love that. I uh, genuinely. Absolutely.
0: Next Connor card uh, I'm keeping all of that in, uh, next card on the list is bone horde Dracosaur. It is a five, five dinosaur dragon that costs three generic and two red. It has flying and first strike and says at the beginning of your upkeep, exile the top card of your library. You may play them this turn. If you exile a land card this way, Create a three one red dinosaur creature token. If you exiled a non land card this way, create a treasure token. So I don't know if this is a CDH card. It feels like it's a prosper card at minimum, right? Like this does so much. Yeah, like, it oh does a lot God. of stuff.
1: <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay, so. All right, it's free. It's a two free cards every turn. And you're like, okay, sure, yeah, it's really good. And it's like, oh, also here's some treasures to help you cast them. And if if you get screwed and you hit land drops, like just have some three ones.
0: Like what? It's How just many? like here 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 are some three ones and here's a treasure. You're going to make an assortment of either, no matter what.
1: Yeah, which like, is this, this,
0: dumb.
1: Yeah, like so at five if five mana, it's really hard to know whether this is a CD card, but. It is one of the most push cards I've ever seen. As far as like, I mean, the card is pre for like eighteen dollars
0: because I'm sure yeah, a lot, I bet a lot it of is. are looking at this and going,
1: yeah. No, I literally like opened one up in the packs and I was just like, uh huh, uh huh. Oh, the text is still going, uh huh. Okay, okay. Oh, it's not <laughs> like, <yet>. um. <laughs> yeah,
0: literally. Next card on our list is illustrious wonder glyph. It is a 2-2 golem that costs four generic and a white. It has ascend and says other artifact creatures you control get plus two plus two as long as you have the city's blessing. At the mm-hmm. beginning of each upkeep, create a 1-1 colorless gnome artifact creature token. This is just color shifted deep root or what's it called? Hey,
1: you. Yeah, you at home. How would you like your tender shoot dryad to feed docside? Well, have I got a card for you? Is called.
0: Hey A-plus everybody, here. do you want a do you want a new card? The feedox side, but also does it kind of like tender True dryads. Well, guess what? Do I have the card for you? Yeah, that's a pretty good dressing. am not gonna. They should have called me to play Morty because I actually feel like I do a decent Morty. Um, yeah,
1: for sure. Uh, this is also uh, funny enough. Not, but also is a Winota card. <laughs> like it's not, but it is. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like a Winota card, kind of. Um, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Like I don't think you should play this card in Winota, but like I could see it being very good in Winota. <laughs> yeah.
0: Would you say it's unacceptable? No, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I had to make the lemon head. The lemon head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm making. I'm drinking lemonade. Like. It, come on
1: you have a head
0: I ha- yeah obviously uh, so let's move over into artifacts first artifact we are going to be talking about is dino DNA it costs one generic to cast it has imprint one generic and you tap it in exile target creature card from a graveyard I'm watching you <laughs> What? uh activate only as a sorcery, then it has this mm-hmm. other activated ability that costs six generic to activate. <laughs> I hate uh-huh. this. What does it do? I hate this so much. <laughs> I don't want to live in fear anymore. <laughs> uh so it's create a token that's a copy of a target cre- of target creature card exiled with Dino DNA. Except it's a six-six green dinosaur creature with trample, activate only as a sorcery. Okay, we're yep, safe. Evil. Yeah, this is a, this is a Jurassic Park card. Um, you're gonna wait until I chill out <laughs> and then do it, and I know it, and it's just gonna keep me on edge this entire episode, and I hate it. Uh, <laughs> So this card is interesting. Um, I don't like it, but you seem to like it.
1: I think this card is just fun. I don't know. It might not be good enough, but I I think it's a silly little guy. Like uh, I really like. So there are definitely once. uh,
0: (laughs) How do you like it?
1: So good. Uh, Once every three months, I definitely see like a person who will be like, yeah, Zerd is playable as a deck. Uh, and like that, that is one of the places I think is most interesting for me. Um, mm-hmm. I I don't love the sorcery speed restrictions on all the abilities, but I do find it funny that you can play this for one. You can get it off Nerzo Saga. You can exile your opponent's, uh, you can exile your opponent's doxides out of their graveyard and go infinite with dino doxides. Um, if doxide equals six mana, you can make infinite dinosaurs. If Dockside makes seven mana, you can make infinite mana on infinite dinosaurs.
0: Yeah. This card kind of <laughs> reminds me of Thermo Taxi a little bit, but like better. But,
1: but it doesn't make infinite dinosaurs.
0: Correct. <laughs> um, It's also like a weird,
1: like it. it's sort of got like that soul cauldron thing where it's like not a reanimate, but it isn't not a reanimate. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think this card is really cool and fun. Um, and I would like to believe that in a grindy enough game, if you're playing dockside or your opponents are playing dockside or like, actually, it's kind of funny in like, um like those Demir Scepter decks we were talking about too. Right. Cause like, if you like, especially if you're, like, milling your opponents, the idea that you can, like, steal their dockside and then go infinite with their mm-hmm. dino dockside.
0: The really activate great. as a sorcery fucking sucks. I wish it was the stuff. Yeah, oh, that
1: If that piece of text wasn't on there, I would be, like, actually
0: really excited about It, it really, but, honestly, like, that is the part about it that I look at and I go, cool, I can't play this because I just can't, you know. I can't use it to snipe things from my opponent's graveyards, I agree. I agree. and that just, like, man, that's a, boner a- killer. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. I can see you holding your laugh back.
1: <laughs> I don't, I don't want to encourage this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to encourage this. Make sex jokes literally every episode. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, next card on our list is Tyrion soul cleaver. It is, it costs one generic. It is a legendary artifact equipment and it says equipped creature has vigilance and whenever another artifact or creature is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, put a plus one plus one counter on equipped creature and the equip cost is equipped two. this is a really cool card. Um, not a whole ton to say about this. This is definitely a big upgrade for art index. Um, and very specifically is an upgrade for Ardentana and Crom, And mm-hmm. uh, the reason being Crom obviously, uh, this uh, is a dockside outlet. So you have a way to just make Krom kill somebody very quickly. Um, and then in Ardentana, it snowballs immeasurably fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have tana creating tokens and you have this that just kind of feeds that and so it creates a snowball very quickly very good card in those two decks specifically Mm -hmm. um it really made me excited to kind of want to put Arden back together honestly because it was just like oh hey cool new thing
1: yeah it's also very good with uh ojitai if people are ever still on that deck yeah Yeah,
0: like it. it just like it's one of those cards where I'm like, hey, it doesn't do like it's not super sexy, uh, but it does like if you if you play it, hey, this is a dockside outlet. It does Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff to help win the game. If you're a a, honestly a deck that I think would be really cool with this is like Kedis Ojitai or not Ojitai Kedis Ishai uh, Ishai, because Mm -hmm. it adds to that. You have like a dockside outlet so that you can use Eshai as a way to just win the game. Like, I think it's really cool. But also, like you said, the Ojitai deck, like this breathes a lot of life into that deck. Yeah. So uh, very excited. I like this card. I'll probably be playing Arden more in, in the coming months. I just <laughs> I, it, it's not a I don't want to play Tivit. It's just a I, I miss I miss my baby. I miss playing, Artif- mm-hmm, I miss mm-hmm. playing equipment uh yeah. and uh next card on the list is Tyrion's journal it is a colorless and a black legendary artifact and it has two abilities the first ability is you tap sacrifice another artifact or creature draw a card and only activate it as a sorcery and then second one is too generic you tap it and discard your hand and you transform Tarion's journal. The backside of it is the Tomb of Aklazats. It is a legendary cave land, and it says, uh, obviously, you can make black with it, uh, so it taps for black, and you can also tap it, and you may cast a creature spell from your graveyard this turn. If you do, it enters the battlefield with a finality counter on it, And it's a vampire in addition to its other types. Uh, And for those who don't know, if a a creature with a finality counter on it would die, exile it instead. So it's a really interesting way of like fixing that typing issue that they had with like Sarah Paragon, if you remember, Mm -hmm. uh, where Sarah Paragon did a very similar thing to this, uh, Mm -hmm. but it just added an effect to the card instead of like putting a trackable way of yeah uh, following the game state um this is a good way to like fix that i like i like this change um but yeah uh so this card's super exciting what are your thoughts on it yeah um yeah so like
1: bad zach outlet is decent right like just does draw cards and like that could be a lot worse right. um uh the Obviously, the ability to just be like repeatable, straight up, just cast out of graveyard is nice. Obviously, discarding yeah. your hand is like a huge downside, right? Um, but I can easily see scenarios where like you have like drawn some cards, things are just not going your way with your hands, or you're playing a strategy that doesn't really care about like cards in hand, uh, and just being able to like flip that over and just start recurring creatures out of the art. Everything's yeah. pretty solid. Um, I don't really know what the home is, but I I can
0: see this feels like another Prosper card, honestly
1: hmm oh yeah because all the cards are in exile yeah, 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 yeah. You, you don't care really if you have cards in hand or not right right yeah yeah
0: so yeah can, i can get around that you can sure. bring back sides. you can bring back things from mm-hmm. your graveyard mm-hmm. uh like i think this is a pretty solid piece for that so
1: i also kind of like it in like oscar uh because yeah. you can just pay two and just discard your whole hand and like you don't even care about the backside you're just like okay cool here's i'm gonna flash in my entire like border threats
0: yeah it's it, it's it's a very versatile card <laughs> Uh, next card, Altar of the Wretched. It's a two generic and a black artifact that says, "When Altar enters the battlefield, you may sacrifice a non-token creature. If you do, draw X cards, then mill X cards, where X is that creature's power." Then it says you it has Craft with one or more creatures, two black black. And remember how Craft works. So there's uh you gotta craft this um with one or more creatures and then i believe if i i want to look at the reminder text just so i have like the full craft mm-hmm. ruling Yeah, so you oh, they the don't cost. have all the rulings yeah up.
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, they can be in the graveyard or on the field
0: yeah, yeah yeah so there is that and then it has a third ability that says it's two it's a activated ability costs two generic and a black return altar of the wretched from your graveyard to your hand the backside of this card is Wretched Bone Mass. It is XX. Uh, Wretched Bone Mass's power and toughness are each equal to the total power of the exiled cards used to craft it. Uh, and then it also says Wretched Bone Mass has flying as long as an exiled card used to craft it has flying. And the true is the same is true for so on and so forth. It's kind of like that card from Cons of Tark here. Um what card are yeah, you thinking um, of? Uh
1: Yes. Yeah, so the Bone Mass part of it is like some cute upside for sure. Uh but the, the the front part is is where you like actually get the use of this card, which is just like it's another Dargo enabler, right? So right. like ETBs, you sack a Dargo, you draw seven, and then mill seven. Um mil seven could be upside, could be downside, but like in the Mardu and Jun and Red Black Dargos, this is just like easy money it really is just like okay hey I'm gonna draw my seven cards now like it's it's another Omnix list another x y or z effect in that archetype you are just like I'm drawing a bunch of cards off having Dargo right so that's really all there is to it <laughs> it's just it's a good Dargo enabler for sure uh
0: next card on our list is Brass's Tunnel Grinder it costs two generic and a red <coughs> legendary artifact and it says when it enters the battlefield discard any number of cards then draw that many cards plus one. At the beginning of your end step, if you descended this turn, put a boar counter on Brass's Tunnel Grinder. Then, if there are three or more boar counters on it, remove those counters and transform it. And the backside has the ability, it can tap for red. It's, uh, let's see, it is Tekotuklin, the uh, Searing Rift. It can tap or red and says, whenever you cast a permanent spell using mana produced by this land, discover X where X is that spells mana value. Uh, This is super cool. Like, holy hell. (laughs) Yeah. I know you were posting about this on Twitter about how you're just like, how is this not like, how are Mm -hmm. people not losing their minds over it? Mm -hmm.
1: It's, it's a permanent. That's a wheel. (laughs) Like, uh you can play it, you can sacrifice it to Goblin Welder, you can bring it back with the Goblin Welder, you can play it in Duretti, you can play it in Niv mizzet which was already playing Valican Awakening. Uh and like these are this are all conversations about the front side of this card. Uh I don't know I'm talking about the back side right. that is just like turns into a land that allows you to just get free value off all of your spells, right? Like this. I am obsessed with this card. I think it is so good. I like you can just play it in any sort of deck that flickers things, right? Like Boros has like been going through a flicker theme recently. And like that is a very solid way to use this card. <laughs> Pardon me. Um and like once again, like red artifacts are meant to be played, sacrifice, brought back, played, sacrifice, brought back. You can you can bin it with goblin engineer. It's a one sided wheel that you can bin with goblin engineer. Right. <laughs> like uh and get in, back in, with Goblin Dementia. Engineer. Yeah, yeah. Like, between this and Decaying Time Loop, like, they are really making a lot of one-sided red wheels, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of crazy. I think this card is really, really good. And the, once again, the fact that it, it's a permanent, I think that is, like, the biggest part about this card is, like, it is just, like, it adds to your Mox Opal count. Yes, it adds to your opponent's stock side count. But hey, guess what? You're probably trying to sack this thing. It's like, it is, I, I'm obsessed with this card. Like, it, it literally, you can wheel with this on one side and then sack it to Dargo. Like, like just about, little stuff like, like that is, like,
0: last yeah. uh, on the doctor who set review how it was like with the king time loop where i was like there's no reason to play uh wheel of misfortune anymore there is even less reason <laughs> to play it now because this is the same no. cost and it nets you mm-hmm. potentially more cards so like yep. just just come on guys stop playing the bad wheel <laughs> <coughs> yeah play good cards yeah. and like the the thing is, right,
1: like, it does, unlike, like, Wheel of Fortune or something, right, that it has, like, a restriction of, of like, how many you, like, draw, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the King Time Loop will draw you less cards every time. This one does draw you that many plus one, yeah. right? Uh, which is very big. But it also, like, doesn't draw you a fixed amount like seven, right? So, like, it, it is important that you have at least some cards in your hand when you're going through the process. Um, with- yeah. Uh,
0: I am very much a fan of this card, but, you know, Hey, guys, play better, play better wheels. Uh, yeah. Like, play, play, play good wheels with upside. Uh, yeah. Next card on the list is, uh, how do I say this? Chimiel, the inner sun. It is a legendary artifact that costs six generic to cast. And it says spells you control can't be countered. At the beginning of your end step, discover five. If you're unfamiliar what discover is which we talked about a little bit on that last card. Exile cards from the top of your library until you exile a non-land card with mana value 5 or less. Cast it without paying its mana cost or put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom in a random order.
1: So, it gives it's a, crazy to me how powerful discover is.
0: I, 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 I was just about to say that because I didn't realize until this moment how absolutely bonkers discover is. Mm -hmm. because it gives you the option of Mm -hmm. hey do you want to cast this or not no you want to put this in your hand cool like it just doesn't care about Draneth. it's like hey Mm -hmm. here's a card put in your hand oh you hit a counterspell put it in your hand like
1: yeah also it's better than cascade because it can be the same mana value yeah like
0: (laughs) it's so good (laughs) Uh, This, however, this card is so people I saw people trying to compare this to uh, what is it? Um, What's the two mana um, thing that spells cost three more? The artifact that everybody plays. Um, What? The artifact that's that people play as like a grand abolisher because it makes whenever you're not a, defense grid. Say that again. Defense. Yeah, grid? I saw people comparing this yeah. to defense grid. In defense grid, this is not.
1: This is a completely different card. Yeah,
0: like it. It's not even <laughs> remotely close.
1: If you want to only play defense grid style effects, you do not play this card. Yeah, that is not what this card is for.
0: This card is a Duretti fucking yeah. like slam dunk arkham
1: dags yeah exactly like all of that junk right like all of the the big artifact style yeah they're playing with, right like uh i mean just discover five is huge right like it genuinely it, it's insane it is, it's a lot of value over and over again, yeah right so Uh, I don't know if there's like Mishra's Workshop decks that are like going to be starting to come out. I know like Heliod's already kind of there, but like that's what this feels like.
0: Listen, I'm always down to play a Workshop deck. Uh, I I love me a good Mishra's Workshop. Um, And this card, like the thing that's wild about this is because like you remember my Golos Prison deck is Mm -hmm. this fits into that sort of style deck very well because it Mm -hmm. takes it it doesn't take the place of God statue, but it's like a quicker you tutor for it quicker because of the fact that like, Hey, it protects your spells. And then also is just like, Hey, every end step, you're going to get bigger. Oh, this also just doesn't care about like Lavinia's or Boromir's or any of that Mm -hmm. stuff. So like, this is really hot.
1: Yeah. I think it's quite sick.
0: I'm really into it. maybe, maybe, Maybe I should start looking into building five color prison again. I missed that deck. That deck was so much fun. Uh, let's move on down the line. Let's look at the enchantment section. There's only one. It's a deep root pilgrimage. Yeah. It costs a generic and a blue and says whenever one or more non-token merfolk you control become tapped, create a 1-1 blue merfolk creature token with hexproof. Uh, yeah. So we were talking about this pre-show this mm-hmm. and there's like some other merfolk in the set too that are pretty good but like this in particular made you and i go hmm is kumena like worth building now uh yeah so what are your thoughts on this card
1: um this makes me uh, wonder if kumena is worth building out. No, uh, yeah, it's it's solid. I think yeah. uh, it is if you are playing any sort of merfolk strategy, specifically kumena, right? Because that is literally just about green, blue tap Merfolk, right. right? Um, So, you know, every time you tap to be merfolk, you're also making three bodies. Is is huge, right? So like if you have kumena and three other merfolk, right, uh, and this on the field, just don't doesn't matter what the merfolk are just like, sorry, kumena and two other merfolk, right? So you need three total. Mm-hmm. Because uh Kumena can use itself for that Correct. ability. Um which is the ability specifically referring to is tap three and tap merfolk you control, draw a card, yep. right? So Kumena, two Merfolk, tap them all with this card. Uh you draw a card, you make three bodies, which will then allow you to tap them all and draw a card. Uh so worst case scenario, that's the kind of nonsense you're doing with that deck. Yeah. Um you also can just like use Kumena's ability because they once again they're they're like a zombie, right? Does not care about summoning sickness. Um you can just start like tapping them at end step to. The, the the you know Murfolk that are coming in are just like getting you more bodies right, right? Um, and then also there's lines with like intruder alarm and stuff like that. If you have one of the Murfolk uh, intruder alarm and this this card from uh, Ixalan, you, you are just making a ridiculous amount of bodies and and going crazy. <laughs> yeah. it,
0: it is it is very exciting, and I'm very excited to brew this. And uh, you and I are going to be brewing this in uh, this might be. Depending on how that goes, this might be an episode. Yeah. Uh next card on our list, let's look at these instants. Let's look at Get Lost. Get lost! Can you say it like a Bostonian for me?
1: Um, I don't think in any way that you have not just done. I think that's more of a New York thing. Get
0: lost. Can you not say it Bostonian? <laughs>
1: Well, I'm saying like you you can, but it's not like it's not like a Boston thing, right? Like it's not like a a,
0: Boston thing then. Like what is the Boston equivalent?
1: I don't know. There'd be a lot more fucks in there. (laughs) Like.
0: (laughs) Uh, Get lost is a instant that costs a generic and a white. And it says destroy target creature enchantment or planeswalker. Its controller creates two map tokens. We haven't talked about map tokens yet on those podcasts, but they are artifacts with, they are pretty okay. Uh, they have the ability, uh, one generic, you tap and sacrifice this artifact target creature. You control explores, activate only as a, uh, like I said, they are fine. Uh, nothing to write to home about, but oh.
1: they are, they're a great limited mechanic at most. Yep. Uh, like, why did those have to be limited to sorceries? They're already bad. Just, like, are I, I, you kidding doing
0: me? The, uh, This is a thing that Wizards does that really drives me nuts is when they put the activate only as a sorcery on an already mid mechanic mm-hmm. where you're just like, yep. you just did not need to do that. Um,
1: yeah, like, okay, cool. So you really want it to only be playable in
0: there. In, cool, 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 cool. But this card okay. is playable in our format. That's a good card.
1: Because you give the maps to your opponents and they suck. Mm-hmm. Uh no, I mean it's just so flexible. Yeah. Destroy creature, enchantment, like okay. Oh no, you have a dock side, kill it. Oh no, rhystic study, kill it. Like, get out of okay. here. No more okay. breach. Done.
0: Like, so strong. Yeah, <laughs> it's very good. Um very exciting to see good white removal. Um
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think uh the way <laughs> the way Jeremy put it was this is the disenchant killer. Uh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, no more disenchants. Uh, next card on our list is Permission Denied. Uh-uh-uh. It is a white-blue instant that says counter-target non-creature spell. Your opponents can't cast non-creature spells this turn. All right, let's talk about it. those people have well, some interesting thoughts on this card.
1: I think this is the most overrated card in the entire set.
0: <laughs> Tell me more.
1: I just like. OK, first of all, we don't play Dovin's Veto in most of our decks nowadays, even though that is counter target non-creature. No more questions asked. You're yeah. done, right? This can still be countered. <laughs> you can throw a dispel at this and I don't care what other line of text it has after a counter spell resolves. It doesn't do shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only scenarios in which I like it, only scenarios are my opponent goes, I lead with the silence. You go, great, I'm going to counter mm-hmm. that. You're not going to get the backup either. Only time I actually care about mm-hmm. this part. Everything else... No. Don't want it.
0: Don't need it. It, But, but you can counter your lotus petal with it. Because that's what we well, want to be doing.
1: That's You've heard people say that?
0: I, I have seen multiple people say that. And I've been like, that is a decision you can make. Uh, the...
1: The counterplay I can see also to this card, right, is uh, I present the silence. Mm-hmm. My opponents go, okay, I'm going to counter your silence. And you go, no, I'm going to counter my silence and silence you. Yeah.
0: I, I Like, I, I'm a little bit more in the middle. I, I don't think it's as bad as you do. Um, mm. I don't. Here, here's my issue is I look mm-hmm. at this and I go, what am I playing this over? Right. And because when I look at my counterspell suite, I'm a control deck, right? I can't think of a single card that I would cut for this at all. Mm -hmm. And that's ultimately where I I land on it is I'm just like, I don't know what I would cut for it. I like it, but it's like, I don't like it enough to play it over mana drain. I don't like it enough to play it over delay, right? Like I have to hold it up against the other two mana counterspells that I have. And I just... I don't look at this as a card that is better than those. And so, like, mm-hmm. there is some really interesting counterplay with this. But guess what? We also have Ranger Captain. We all already have a lot of things that do those for you and do it better and with that are less convoluted and easier to protect. Yes. So, absolutely. Gonna say better myself. Get lost. Uh, get lost. <laughs> uh, next card is. Zyowa's Justice. The it is a justice. Justice. I am justice. Uh, it is a colorless in a red instant, and it says the owner of target artifact or creature with mana value one or greater shuffles it into their library. <laughs> then that player discovers X, where X is its mana value. Uh, so this is pretty all right. Removal in red. Uh, yeah. I don't love kill. the discover part, but yeah. You know,
1: like hits one rings, which is pretty sick. Um, it hits any indestructible permanence, which is also pretty nice. Uh, well, indestructible artifacts and creatures. Um, it's I think it's nice for the early game when you're trying to disrupt people's combos and things like that, right? Like there, there are definitely situations where this is going to come up and it's really nice to have that flexible removal. Mm-hmm. Um, there are probably also going to be times where like, it's better to just having a braid, right? Uh, but this is one of the most, like, as far as when I target a thing, it will go away. Right. You know, as far as that's concerned, this is the effect.
0: I think my only, like, uh, concern with this is that I think it's a little bit too much of a, uh, what's the three mana, uh, shuffle it into your library card that I can't think of. Um, chaos warp. What? Chaos yeah. warp. It's a little too chaos warpy for me. Now it does like make you cast cards and it also like can put them into your hand. So there's like an ability to deal with things right. That they get off of it. Um, yeah, but I, I, I don't love chaos warp effects in general. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, play enough low color red decks. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, correct. Uh, I play low color yeah. blue decks. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. so I don't have to worry about it. I, I just play good cards. Sometimes they're a necessary, evil, yeah. for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, and I, I can absolutely see this in like ro- low color red decks being reasonable. Uh next card on our list is echoing depth deeps. I thought it said depths, but mm-hmm. it's echoing deeps, which just feels wrong. Mm-hmm. It, like it grammatically speaking feels very wrong. Oh, it's nice. Um sure. you may have echoing deeps, and <laughs> it just sounds wrong. Uh, <laughs> It the battlefield tapped as a copy of any land card in a graveyard, except it is a cave in addition to its other types. And it also can tap for colorless. Um, two things with us. First of all, yep. uh, for people who like legacy, Hey, your, uh, loam deck just got a massive upgrade because, uh, guess what? Your, uh, your dark depths deck, uh, doesn't really need it's like the easiest thing in the world to turn on now uh so enjoy that uh also like the fact that it can be in a graveyard i think is substantially more like interesting than i think a lot of people are really looking at oh does your opponent have a uh you know like, what are the lands in your opponent's graveyards? Do they have a Gaia's Cradle? Hey, I'd like this to be a Gaia's Cradle, right? Like, I think yeah. this is... Obviously, this doesn't go to every deck. I think this kind of goes back mm-hmm. to my, hey, I want to build a Loam deck, or I want to build, like, a lands mm-hmm. deck in CDH does isn't, like, yeah, Tatiova. Yeah, yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. this really kind of lends to that strategy really well. We talked about a little yeah. bit pre-show of, like, you could almost... Build a sort of build your own uh like uh prime time deck with this where mm-hmm. you can bin cards with it in it. Uh what's the two colorless and a green card where it's uh effectively or it's not two colorless and a green, it's three colorless and a green. It's basically gifts I'm given, but for land. Do you know what card? I'm, Realms uncharted. Um yes. like, very easy to set up with realms uncharted. So it's one of those cards that I'm like, it's not immediately obvious how this works in CEDH Mm -hmm. and the benefits you get. Right. However, I think
1: coming in tap is definitely a big downside too. Um,
0: yeah, but I do think there's a lot of stuff. Like, I think like if you wanted to build a loam deck again, Mm -hmm. it's looking like loam is just getting a lot of fucking like, tools so you can build loam decks pretty easily this also feels like a card where i would be like hey uh i feel like i would want to play this in something like gitrog almost right like sure it it feels very much like hey my lake of the depths is in the graveyard hey what if i copied it um so there's just there's a lot of things where i see this as being a very Mm -hmm. has a lot of utility uh that might not be and the mainstream cedh consciousness right. but uh definitely is one of those cards that i'm like hey you should pay attention to this yeah i'm about it uh looking over to the next card on our list we have contest of claws it is a mm-hmm. two, two mana card it costs a generic and a green sorcery and it says target creature control deals damage equal to its power to another target creature if excess damage was dealt this way discover x where x is that excess damage that's fucking nuts what the heck Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. so you you requested this card so what did you have in mind specifically with it
1: okay so here's here's a really niche scenario i have a big creature and you uh, don't and I cast Contest of Claws with my big creature and it does excess damage and then I discover a bunch. <laughs> that's really it. It's just it's very it's crazy. Yeah. Uh I I think there's like worst case scenario, it's sorcery removal, which is like not instant speed, but it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um best case scenario, it's like a can tripping sorcery speed removal as well, which is pretty mm-hmm. sick.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is pretty cool. Um I don't have a whole lot to add other than that's fucking nuts. Yeah. Um yeah. But, hey, Green Decks, good for you. Green Decks seem to have yep. gotten a lot of really good, cool new cards this set. Yeah, especially then. Yeah. Next card on the list, Molten Collapse. It is a black and red sorcery. It says, choose one. If you descended this turn, you may choose both. And you descended if a permanent card was put into your graveyard from anywhere. And the two abilities are Destroy Target Creature Planeswalker or Destroy Target non-creature non-land permanent with mana value one or less um so yeah this is pretty solid flexible Rakdos removal uh what are your thoughts on it yeah
1: yeah I, I'm underwhelmed yeah <laughs> like destroy a creature destroy a mana crypt is like fine but I personally I, I will not be leaving this up anytime soon yeah
0: I, I personally like um I forget what it's called but uh, the the Minotaur planeswalker, uh I forget his name. Um, but the card, okay, yeah. the card from War of the Spark, where it's uh, each opponent sacrifices one, like, and you choose which they sacrifice. I think I right. like that more than this. Um, yeah. But like, I think this is still a solid addition, black red. So yeah, yeah. Next card on the list. We're almost done. Squirming emergence it costs Dude. a colorless black and a green. And it says return to the battlefield target non-land permanent card in your graveyard with mana value less than or equal to the number of permanent cards in your graveyard. So this is sort of like a, like, uh, what's it? Savine's rock home. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, i've i've heard that
0: comparison
1: mm-hmm. i uh, i don't think it's a great don't one. Love that comparison uh because sabine's reclamation having flashback is yeah. huge, like 100%. very huge. uh and this one not doing that is okay uh now there are gonna be times when you like pull a four drop pull a five drop pull a six drop out of your graveyard for three mana right and those those are pretty sick um This is a very particular, like, uh, you know, Sultai, Golgari, Jun. Like, I'm working with heavily with the graveyard kind of card. Um, I can see some breach lines with it, but, like, you need to basically be like, okay, yeah, I'll get breach and discard and growth. And it's like, okay. Right. Right. Like, that's not, it's not exactly scratching that itch for me, but I I at least get where it's coming from, you know?
0: Yeah, there's some people that are really high on it. I think it's fine. I think it's a good additional card to have in your man, in your pool. I like that it like scales a little bit. Um, I also think that does kind of bring it down a little bit, but overall, I think it's fine. Uh, also, the fact that it only hits non-land permanence, I don't love. Uh, yeah. but You know, we you take what you can get. Last card on mm-hmm. our list is Savage Order. It is too colorless and too green sorcery. And it says as an additional cost to cast the spell, sacrifice a creature with power four or greater. And then it says, search your library for a dinosaur creature card, put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle. It gains indestructible until your next turn. Hey, look, we have another natural mm-hmm. order.
1: Yeah. I think this is really funny with apex Altosaur specifically. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because that is that is just a guaranteed one-sided board wipe. No matter how much power and toughness is on the board, that is just boom. 10 power repeatedly fighting your opponent's creatures and it gets indestructible. Um, is that what I see happening in every game of CDH ever? No. no. <laughs> um, but like there's really cool cards that exist right now like 7-mana Atali and you know uh, the new Galza yeah. that we just talked about. Uh, those are cards I would not mind cheating out of the battlefield. Yeah.
0: Mode. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty solid card. Uh, and yeah, I mean, that's that's really all I have to say to it. If you like natural order mm-hmm. and you like dinosaurs, you'll like this. Um, <laughs> that's that's the take. So all in all, uh, we went through all 33 cards and we managed to do that in less than two hours, which is honestly pretty. Look at us. Round of yeah. applause. Uh, thoughts overall on the set, Ian
1: um yeah this set uh once again it is it is like pushing that b tier envelope, Mm -hmm. right like i don't think there's a lot of like oh my god i broke the format cards Uh, i think there's a lot of good players i think there's a lot of cards that are really nice to have in the 99 of a lot of good decks Mm -hmm. i think the format is better for this set because there's a lot of interesting pieces that are spread out i think there are different strategies that got a little bit of a boost. Do I love that Najila got another grand abolisher? Not particularly. Do I love that other decks got a new grand abolisher? Yes. yes. <laughs> uh,
0: the unfortunate part about you know, that so, is when other decks do get a grand abolisher, Najila does also yeah. get that grand abolisher.
1: Yeah, yeah. But like, I love that Roaming Throne helps a bunch of CEB tier strategies. I love Dauntless Dismantler helping the non doxide decks of the right. format. I love that Scythe Claw Raptor is a burn spell existing on a three-mana body. I love brass's tunnel grinder. You know, uh, there's just so many cards in this set like, that are get just
0: lost. like, Oh, <laughs>
1: yeah, I know you like it, lost. <laughs> but there's just like a lot of stuff in the set that like changes the way game mechanics yeah. work. It changes the way dynamics in the game work. And I like that. Like that's it's a good thing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> very much. I, I definitely agree with that. And like one of the things that I like the most about this set is that it breathed a lot of life into like strategies. I was like, not we're we're like strategies that were like almost there you know what i mean like there, there, yeah. there are a lot of strategies we've talked about over the years where we're like it's not quite there it's gonna get once it mm-hmm. gets to a certain mm-hmm. point it's gonna be viable but yeah. at the yeah. moment it's not Cumen is one of those decks right like you know we've mm-hmm. talked about oswald mm-hmm. on the show a lot where like oswald's yeah. one of those decks where it's like a matter of time before it gets broken mm-hmm and you know I mean like it's one of those things where I like sets like these because it doesn't just Mm -hmm. make the best decks better it makes yes the good decks better and that's what I like Mm -hmm. to see where we see good decks get visibly improved in like meaningful Mm -hmm. ways I
1: completely agree agree.
0: so uh, with that being said it was a pretty good set Um, yeah so Ian, people will yes. you you will have already been at uh, Atlanta by the time this episode comes out. Yes. Uh, but what do you have mm-hmm. on the schedule coming up?
1: Uh, Atlanta's the big one coming up. Then uh, Mox Masters is kicking kicking off again, yeah. uh, independent of Eminence Gaming, which is kind of an interesting development. Yeah. Uh, I know that they all were basically like, "Hey, thanks for showing us the ropes. We're gonna we're gonna go separate."
0: So,
1: yeah. Well, out the playing powers spreading their wings and and flying. Um, and there's a lot of eminent stuff coming up too there's a lot of big, big tournaments coming up in the scene uh surprisingly more than i thought were going to yeah. happen in december which is awesome because i was going to be really sad if there was just like this whole christmas break from cdh yeah. um so i'm glad that the holidays is not like completely removing the winds from people's sales mm-hmm. um yeah uh also you know if you haven't heard uh there's obviously a giant debacle with uh, monarch events, so those are a little uh, not going forward. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, it's a good time to maybe support fellow content creators who were negatively infected, <laughs> affected infected. financially due to the. Kind of does well, feel that wasn't way, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, help help out your fellow content creators, or you know, if you if you want to get stuff out of it, you should sign up for CEDH coaching, which you can do
0: through. Yeah. Uh cannot cannot say without uh without underscoring it enough also support your judges out there uh we put in a lot of work and there are judges out there who put in much more mm. work uh that deserve the money that they are getting paid and do not deserve to be strung along for a month uh so uh, support your judges pay your judges uh don't don't be shitty to them don't be shitty to people. Uh, you know, that's that's how I feel about all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh please please go in uh if you would support the show, uh you can do that on over at patreon.com forward slash line sculptors. I think we mentioned this last week, but uh starting next year, we're going to be doing some patron bonuses where you're gonna be able to vote on what we do for Brewer's Choice, which was a thing we did in the past. We're bringing it back, and we're gonna be doing first choice every month going forward. So we're going to be bringing you new decks to look at, uh, every, every month. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, other things to keep in mind is if you want access to our discord, I know we don't talk a lot in there right at the moment, but that is a good place to come and find us. If you do want to talk to us, uh, because you can absolutely, have a conversation with us and some of our other wonderful patrons and Phoenix and Cobblepot and all those people are in uh, you may converse yeah. with us we have given you, have permission. Given you permission to talk uh, <laughs> so how do you want to end this episode uh, how do you think we should end uh, this one I uh, gotta say after talking about 33
1: cards
0: <laughs> This
1: has been the Mind Sculptors. I am your co-host, Ian. I'm Callahan.
0: We'll see you next time.